1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount
2: using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. What's his name?
0: Bob Cardoro Oh, Oh.
2: Folks, I don't know what to call him, and neither do you.
0: Bob Cardare. to do the dum dum dum.
2: But Bob's got an opinion, and quite frankly, so do you. So if you don't know what to call him, the most important thing to do is to call him. Bob
0: Cardero.
2: So pick up the phone, give Bob a call, and share your opinion. Because that's what makes America great.
3: Call 570-883-0098. Will you say Cordero? Will I say Cordaro? You say cordar, I say cordero. Cordero, cordaro, cordaro, cordero, cordero. Just call the show, we'll talk. W-I-L-K 103.1 FM is proud to present the Bob Cordar. The Bob Cordero. Just give Bob a call. This is The Bob Cordaro Show on WILK News Radio.
2: Great. Good morning, everyone. It's 9 a.m. in Northeast Pennsylvania. Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. This is The Bob Cordaro Show, and I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Louis Cipriani, U.S. Army Dunmore, who we honor today. So with history, our great founding fathers, and the incomparable Constitution of the United States of America as our guides. And they are the guides. Let us begin today's battle. A Reminder, this Bob Cadaro show will always be... Convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. Well, this uh, program is brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, the home of the zero-carb pizza crust. Now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only, Route 309 in Mountaintop. Uh, This hour brought to you by... Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. Break the big box blues. You've got price, selection, and service equal to the big box or better. And you've got convenience. You pull up, you'll walk in. You see Ron, Michelle, or Gary, and you get what you want. <laughs> It's pretty, pretty simple. So we're going to call this meeting of the Club for Common Sense to order. We will, I promise, provide you with a sanctuary of sanity for the next three hours. And we honor today Louis Cipriano, Bunker Hill section of Dunmore. And that bears its own discussion. U.S. Army 3rd Division Company L. He was killed in action September 22nd, 1943 in Aserno, Italy. Now he was one of nine children, nine, and he had seven boys and two girls. We was one of seven boys and two girls. Rocco and Filomena Cipriano. He had three brothers who served. Ben Cookie Cipriano, Army Air Corps. Anthony Cubby Cipriano, U.S. Navy. Rocco Blackie Cipriano, USMC. Now, other than Ben, we were talking about this the other day. Everybody used to have a nickname. In Dunmore. And Ben would be u- a unique name. So they wouldn't necessarily have to make up a nickname for him to, you know, differentiate him from all the Anthonys and the Joes. But he had a nickname anyway Cookie Cubby and Blackie Cipriano. All served. And then a, a man I knew well. Who also served Father Cipriano, their brother, the great priest in St. Rocco's forever. And I, I want to, th- you know, it, it struck me, and I know him, and he knows our family, Jim Valvano, his cousin. And it truly struck me. And made me incredibly proud that Luis Cipriano, who died in 1943, is remembered, not forgotten. And Jim Valvano points out that Cousin Lou's body laid in an Italian grave for almost five years before his remains were repatriated and buried in Scranton's Cathedral Cemetery in August 1948 his mother and father never saw him in his uniform there's so much to talk about and as the Cipriano family lived on Luke Avenue streets are named after saints up there the street going up to St. Rocco's church if, if any of you have either gone to St. Rocco's church or to the great picnic they have with you know it's now St. Anthony St. Rocco's Uh, Jim is related because his uncle Rocky Cipriano, my dad's mother Agnes Cipriano Valvano, were brother and sister. Now, tomorrow we're going to do the Valvanos, and it, out of six boys, five served. This is this is the the kind of bedrock. That makes you proud to be an American. Certainly for me, proud to be a Dunmorian. Lou points out Bunker Hill was a special place to grow up. People cared and helped one another. St. Rocco's was the center of everything, the church. We were a church of 300 families, and we had six priests from their parish. This is not America. Nothing is. On Luke Avenue, Lou points or Jim points out, leading up to the church, we had five priests who grew up alone. The Valvanos lived two doors from Father Cipriano, the brother of Louis Cipriano, we honor today. Directly across the street was Monsignor Sicanoffi. We know him; I know him forever and well from the soup kitchen. And we honored his brother, who was also killed in action in World War II. I mean, think of that, a small little area suffering that pain and loss almost simultaneously. Father Joseph Sika, a lot of you know Joe Sika. We lost him far too young. And next to him, my my old high school classmate, Father Walter Rossi, rector of the National Shrine of Mary in Washington, D.C., Then a father, Castellano, lived at the bottom of Luke Avenue on Ash Street. And then a guy I knew too, Father Patrick Janela, lived on Paul Avenue. These are just amazing people. And I'm just so proud to honor and remember along with his cousin Jim Valvano, Louis Cipriano, never made it back. His body never even made it back for five years. Now, they unveiled a monument in the town of Aserno where he was killed on September 18, 2022. And a plaque and the name of all 15 soldiers, American soldiers, killed were engraved upon it. Now remember, please remember this. Italy was our enemy. That's who we were fighting. They put up a monument to our soldiers. Now the the cousins of the family couldn't go because it was too much money. They couldn't afford it. And there should be pictures and whatever, so Oh, Louis Cipriano, we're going to be very honored to talk about him today. To talk about Bunker Hill Dunmore today, we've uh, we've had these kind of neighborhoods and these kinds of families. You know, out of nine kids, four served. That's just. <laughs> That's what made this country great. That's what made this country preeminent among nations. And they all did it, whether they were recent immigrants or whether they were wealthy bluebloods. They all served. It's something we've lost to a great degree. Not just patriotism, but but an understanding that service of others makes everyone better. And that's what they understood in Bunker Hill Dunmore. That's for sure.
1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. But Hill Gale is going to make it. Here comes the finish. Hill Gale by two. Subfeed is second. Pintor is third.
2: And Hill Gale had a very near call, even though perhaps you looking at it on the television uh, cameras will see him win by that big margin of two lengths. And on the television there, Ken Spencer, the famed Hill Gale wins that year's WHAS-TV celebrates a milestone. We're still celebrating it today. Seventy years goes right here. We arranged with our network, CBS at the time, to show the first Kentucky Derby of the nation. That was the actual broadcast, and as you can see, it also made big news at the time. That was 1952, the 78th running of the Derby. WHS 11 had been showing the race locally, only locally in 1950 and 51, and we said to CBS, you should show it to the country, and they ran with it. The Keystone Derby televised nationally for the first time on CBS. And that was a look back at that first broadcast of the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make sure I do something for it. Cutie had these little hats laid <laughs> She had her little hat. It's laid out for Saturday, uh, <laughs> which that kind of thing provides endless amusement to me. And uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. Now, Mary Regina, by the way, says hello to Jim Delvano, who gave us all this amazing information. And she sent in our Mother Teresa, St. Teresa, for today. Today, God continues to call. You and me. But do we listen? A question from St. Teresa today. Well, I, I, I've told you before. I said, if I, I feel like I've had a good show, if at some point during the program I get in a lather, that I learn something, and that... At some point during the show, I get, you know, all worked up. And then I say, okay, that was a good show. If all three of those things happened, I mean, if they happened more than once, even better. But if all those things happen, then, then I'm satisfied. Well, I already got emotional thinking about this. <laughs> and and the, the dedication to family that allows us to remember someone who was killed 80 years ago. I, that's just <laughs> quite amazing. And, and the story gets better and more amazing because th- there was a Purple Heart o- awarded to Luis Cipriano. Army private. And it was lost. And then it was discovered in a house in Scranton. You know, this century. And they have a nice article by Jeff Horvath in the, it's Northeast, well, Scranton Times, I guess this is probably the Sunday edition. And it has a picture of Louis Cipriano. And his, I guess, great great niece, Lynn Derrick. Lynn, I'm sorry, Lynn Dirk. And it starts this way Army Private Louis J. Cipriano's parents never saw their son return from World War II, but they received the letters and postcards he sent home to the Bunker Hill section of Dunmore. In one note scrawled around Christmas time in 1942 on stationery adorned with prints of holly and poinsettia, and they show the letter. Cipriano assured his parents the worst part of being in the Army, getting them needles, was over. March 1943, Cipriano was shipped overseas where he participated in the Italian campaign and helped the Allied forces wrest control of the island of Sicily. The faithful Catholic, Cipriano, survived Sicily and was in a couple of battles and came out without a scratch. He, he wrote in an August 20th, 1943 letter to his, oh, to the priest, one of the priests, letter to Reverend Louis Pilati of St. Rocco's Church in Dunmore. A little more than a month later, on September 22nd, 1943, Cipriano was killed in action at Aserno, a village on the Italian mainland. His body lay in the Italian grave for almost five years before his remains were repatriated and buried in Scranton's Cathedral Cemetery in August 1948. Cipriano's letters and notes and remains were the last vestiges of the late veteran to make it back to his family, but that changed in 2017. A bizarre and fortuitous series of coincidences, and I... (laughs) This is, it is, it's a remarkable story. It deserves to be told. Resulted in the return of a military medal almost two years ago. That means the world to the family he left behind. They show a picture of Reverend Joseph Cipriano, the late Joseph Cipriano, the late great Joseph Cipriano, uh, who was the last surviving sibling of Louis Cipriano, last of the nine. He's got a photo of his brother and his brother's purple heart discovered for the first time in 2017. Now, here's how it happened. On or about August 12, 1943, Army Air Corps Staff Sergeant Dominic Fiorani of Scranton was one of six members killed when their B-17 Flying Fortress bomber crashed at Lemmersdorf, Germany, according to military records. Another man to be remembered, Dominic Fiorani. Like Cipriano, who had eight siblings, Fiorani came from a large family who kept his military papers and personal effects in a small metal box passed down among his six sisters. The the small box ultimately made its way to Fiorani's last living sister, Rose Napolitano of Scranton, whose daughter Tina Marino discovered it on the floor of her mother's closet after she died. In September of 17. The box contains Fiorani's watch, wallet, handkerchief, sundry paperwork, and letters he wrote to his parents during the war. And he didn't come back either. There was also a smaller box housing a Purple Heart. At first, the discovery didn't surprise Marino, who figured she had uncovered her Uncle Uncle Dom's medal. Then she took the Purple Heart out of the box and looked closer. Engraved on the back under the words, for military merit, was the name Louis J. Cipriano. So she says, Tina Marino says, I'm assuming my grandmother got the medal and never turned it over. But, and so Tina knew her daughter's sister-in-law was related to the Cipriano family bunch of phone calls confirmed the good news. Cipriano's Purple Heart had been found. He got it back to them. And for the Cipriano family at the time, the medal provided a degree of closure they long lacked. He was killed. Cipriano had been killed before he could return home on furlough. And his mother and father never even saw him in his uniform. Yeah. That's that's what they did for us. Sort of everything. And and, and it intertwines with another hero, Dominic Fiorani of Scranton. These, yeah, it's amazing and remarkable. Man. I got from uh, Gregory Rudy. I don't know if I'm going to get through it, but. I didn't during the break, but we'll try. <clears throat> Good morning, Mr. Kadaro. My name is Gregory Rudy. I'm a long, lifelong resident of northeast Pennsylvania. Yesterday, you read portions of my grandfather's obituary. Remember that beautiful obituary yesterday for William Gostomsky, World War II veteran himself? He said, I caught a portion of your remarks while driving, and actually sat down last night and listened to the replay of the show at home. I cannot express how happy you made myself as well as every member of my family hearing your kind words. <laughs> Gregory Rudy, those were your words. Those were your family's words. I mean, it was one of the most beautiful obituaries I'd ever seen. And... uh he goes on, my grandfather was a great husband, father, grandfather, and man. He truly would have been, <clears throat> well, I'm not going to get through it, but. All right, let's see. I Thank you for bringing these heroes to the forefront of the conversation, as they all deserve to be honored. They are the reason we're able to live the way we do in this great country. Quite frankly, the country needs to take a step back and look at what they did and sacrificed to give us what we have and start appreciating what they have left for us. Opportunity, freedom, and respect. Signed, Gregory Rudy. So, I mean, that, they are giving me credit for the, saying beautiful things. I said what the family said about this man. I mean, that's, that's the remarkable thing. That's how much they loved, honored, and respected him, their World War II veteran grandfather. So, Greg Rudy, really proud to do it. I'll get back to you on the email. But we're in the same circumstance here now. Well, actually a little different because Luis Cipriano didn't make it back. He is not forgotten. I I don't know what part this helps in not forgetting him. His heroism, his loss of life. But, because Jim Volvano did that. I just love the fact that his sacrifice was never forgotten by his family never forgotten by his neighbors 80 years ago Whew. it's it's uh it's remarkable and that, uh, yeah William Gustomsky, that was a pleasure a pleasure yesterday uh we we get to honor these veterans and I go through the obituaries and and then I have a dear friend and, and a veteran, Joan Hadawanitz, who does the same for me. And Barney Smith does the same for me in, in Luzerne County. And if anybody else has anybody, I, again, you can always email me, Robert.Cordaro, C-O-R-D-A-R-O, at Odyssey, dot com. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the reason I do the show. I, I, you know, you guys may think people may think on the surface I do the show because of politics. I do not do it for that. That that happens to be uh, arguing for common sense, forming what we call the Club for Common Sense. Yeah, that. See, that's remember who's who made the country that we're fighting for on this show and it's all of these people that we honor. So without them, I you know, I don't do the show. I'll just do the I just do the television show. It's fun. It's you know, whatever, but this the opportunity to every day honor veterans is why the show is done. And I take uh, amazing p- pleasure and solace in being able to do it because it's important. It's it's absolutely essential, frankly. But, yeah, it's another amazing story today. And they all are. You know, I say this, and I don't say it as a tagline. I say it because it's true. So many of these veterans... We keep losing them. They just did the ordinary day in, day out while they were in the service. And then while they went on with their lives, and they did it so well, it became extraordinary when you actually look at it. You remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life? And it just showed a guy that, you know, was getting beat by the brakes. That's what that's what it was about. A guy getting beat by the brakes didn't think he did anything terribly important and he found out he did. When he was on his last his last hope, he found out that he was important to other people. And to, you know, for me to have the opportunity to amplify something Sentiments that are already felt by family and friends of all these veterans is a rare pleasure. I'm like the rest of you. First of all, I'm I'm probably more lazy than in any one of you, and I could I could do nothing with the best. I really could. I could do absolutely nothing with the best of you. I, I could I, I could outdo you my guess is i could outdo almost every one of you in doing nothing but then there's a, you know then you you've got to have a reason to get out of bed you got to have a reason to to do a job and I, don't, I don't not cuz i'm not joyful i'm joyful every day but i could take great pleasure in doing nothing <laughs> but i do this because of stories like william Gostomsky... And stories like Louis Cipriano. And it's worth it. Dunmore Lumber, bringing you this hour. And uh, they are, they're the cure for the Big Blocks Blues. Convenience, price, especially convenience, price, selection, and service. You get all that. But you get convenience on top of you. Pull up, you go in, and get what you want, and leave. It's it's pretty easy. No traffic. Nothing, nothing of the kind. Not parking a mile away from the building. You're parking right in front of it. Give it a try. And we've got to go, we gotta support our local businesses. Now at ten o'clock. We're going to have, uh, we're going to talk to Ben Bishop. Now, he's a formerly tenured, tenured president, or, or professor, rather, at the University of Scranton. And so we're going to talk to him about what happened there. Uh, apparently related to COVID. It's an odd, odd case. And I thought, you know, he said, I'm not a reporter. But I said, we'll be happy to let you talk about it. Just interesting. Now, I, I, I forgot yesterday. Well, we have a minute here. All right. Jeffrey Epstein, okay, the world-class pervert. Which, by the way, I don't believe he was killed in his cell. That's another story. Unless he was poisoned, I don't think he was killed. But anyway. Uh, it looks like he met with all kinds of prominent people. Even if you are a reprobate, even if you are a slime. Now, Joe Biden's a president. He's slime. But people will still meet with you and get what they can out of you and overlook certain things. But they, the Wall Street Journal featured pictures and the names and explanations of where and all they met. And this, this Jeffrey Epstein was, he, he wove himself into the power structure of this country uh, honoring today, Louis Cipriano, Dunmore, U.S. Army, 3rd Division Company L, killed in action September 22nd, 1943 in Aserno, Italy, one of nine family members, one of four family members who served, and includes his brother Ben Cookie Cipriano, Army Air Corps, Brother Anthony Cubby Cipriano, U.S. Navy. Brother Rocco Blackie Cipriano, United States Marine Corps. Everybody had a nickname in Dunmore. (laughs) They really did. And I know there's, um, if you go to Jessup and places like that, uh, and Bunker Hill had some of the same, there's, like, sons named Segundo. Segundo. It just means second. <laughs> they might have run out of names. There was a family, the Resignos, from Bunker Hill. Now, this is one woman, one husband, uh, one marriage. Twenty-two children. And these big families, They, they, they didn't wor- they didn't have anything, and they weren't worried about... Does everybody have a TV in every room? I talked to you about this, you know, every so often it comes to mind. They had children. They realized their job was to have children, to create a family, ideally a large one. Some people could not, Obviously. They didn't worry about, well, geez, if we have another kid, how are we going to pay for college? They just did it. Why were they the greatest generation? Why were the generations that preceded mine so fabulous? They didn't think about nonsense like that. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. See, that was the American spirit. As soon as you start saying, well, geez, I don't know if we can afford a child. Well, you've already lost the battle. And some people, hey, <laughs> we know this. I mean, some people just shouldn't be parents. We know even people who have become them. But the families remained intact. You remember yesterday, I was talking about those veterans... 60 years, 65 years, 58 years married hey I, I I look at I flunked out on that but that was a generational thing where they stuck and that is so greatly to, to be admired and we don't do that anymore. Things get tough, we bail out, you know. We worry about having kids. What's the worry? It's a joy. It's an incredible blessing from God. It's, it's just not the way we look at things anymore. And, and is it any wonder that things are this screwed up? That everything's upside down? That men want to play in girls' sports? That they want to teach lies about our history. Ugh, incredible. All right, Joe from Berwick is on the line. We got about a minute, my friend. Fire away.
3: Oh, Hello, Bob. Hey, listen, I have to disagree with you about Epstein. The fact of the matter is he ran an organization where people went to go have sex with underage children. There's no way anybody could have been around that man or spent time on his island and, and, and not gotten some idea what this man was about and you
2: what part do you disagree with me on I, I, I don't disagree with any of that.
3: Okay. Well, I, I don't think any of the people who would come out and be identified with him should be, you know, suspected innocent in what this man was doing. And and one one example of it is that's correct. Former President that's the, that
2: was Joe. That was actually the point I was making. Okay. We okay. should it's we it's should look at scans like, at them, and they should have to explain. There could be perfectly. Legitimate possibilities there, but they need to be called on the carpet for this.
3: Okay, okay, that's that, that's what I was getting at because I wasn't
2: sure if you were making that. point. No, I just don't think but he was killed because I was in prisons like that. You were in prisons like that. You, you, you can't, you know, you worked in those prisons. You you cannot get in there uh, without a camera being there. Without every inmate in that little cell block. The special housing unit, not knowing that someone was in there. Well, I just disagree that that he was killed. That's all. That's
3: that's another issue. You know whether I would agree with you on that or not. But I did want to point out, Bob, that former President Clinton, when he was asked why he went there as a sitting president his answer was well i never went there without secret service being uh, rat- you know and that's a ridiculous <laughs> yeah, answer that's what, what that i'm talking about. yeah what is that mean? yeah that's what i'm saying what people are using as excuses for
2: being associated with this man and and it's just it's absurd and the main excuse was uh, not stated he's rich and he's providing well, yeah. me things that i want and nobody'll admit that, and it's sick and, it, and 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 all of them need to be called in the carpet and forced to explain what they were doing at least by a curious media. Well, then again, how
3: many of those people were you know what I'm saying this goes so deep Bob this is I I mean this is sinister we, we don't even know how many powerful people that this involved.
2: Well they I mean they know a lot of them uh and I've heard names and I've seen names on lists and all that kind of thing uh but it it deserves press attention at the very least. Joe, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Sorry we're cutting you short because of the news but always always you, a Bob. pleasure, always a pleasure. We'll take this break. we're over time, but uh Joe's worth it.